Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Britt, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm at our house in California, and so it looks very warm and sunny outside, but it's only about 52 degrees, so I'm just enjoying looking out the window and pretending <laughs> that it's warm today. Well, it has to be better than whatever it is in Wisconsin. I don't even need to look at the weather to know that you have to be in a better spot in California right now. Correct. Correct. And if there's sun, that is also greatly appreciated. <laughs> so that's it's a beautiful day. How's your day going? It's been good. It's good. I've got a couple of our, our clients are heading out to Discovery Day or Confirmation Day, whatever the brand refers to it as, kind of that final step in the process. And I was talking to one of the couples that I'm working with uh, last night and he was, you know, kind of having the discussion of how many territories do I buy? And, you know, I always try to remind people that there will always be opportunities. So many of our clients are already multi-brand franchisees or have plans for that. And so that's something that we're really seeing is so many of our clients are starting to consider their next brand or if this is their first brand already kind of dreaming of what will come down the line for them. That is really, really true. I woke up to a text this morning from a previous client on the East Coast and, you know, being in Pacific time, first thing I read was, hey, have you heard about X brand? We are really set. We've got a manager we like. We think that she could segue into this. Is there any available territory here? And reading it, I was like, seems like just yesterday that you guys opened your last business. I can't believe that you already feel like, yeah, we're scaling correctly. We feel really great about it. So bring on the next one for us. <laughs> but it is, it's, you know, franchises are like chips. I think once you kind of get the, the way the system works and how that really plays out, people do feel incredibly confident moving into different systems. And, you know, while it's not ever easy because business ownership is not ever a walk in the park. And anybody that says it is clearly is not a business owner, but it certainly gives you the confidence to feel like you can do that another time when you've been successful in franchising previously. And I think sometimes people feel like they have to pick a lane, right? If I invest in something that's related to kids, how am I going to feel when my kids are grown? Well, I still want to do kid things, but you know, we've proven that you don't need to just stick to one lane. You're in a home service concept. You and I are together in a B2B service concept. So I think that there's so many opportunities for growth inside of franchising as a whole. Yes, because there's every market has different people that need to be serviced. And just because somebody is using a home service concept, it doesn't mean that they aren't using a kid's birthday party concept as well. So they're not mutually exclusive. So I completely agree. Now, we have a guest today that I think outpaces both of us on being a multi-brand owner. That's a perfect way to introduce Daniel Wainwright, who is a franchise owner of multiple brands. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. 
I am so happy to have you here today. Um, I had the pleasure of working with you throughout your exploration journey, at least for your most recent venture. So why don't you kick off and tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and, and ultimately what the catalyst was for starting your first business? Okay, so I am Daniel Wainwright. I'm from the UK originally. I've been in the States now almost 20 years. Came here to play soccer way back in the day and coach. Uh, signed for a team. Yeah, my last team that I signed for was in Louisiana. Um, that's where I lived for a, a little over 10 years. Um, currently own multiple businesses and own uh, three franchise concepts. Um, two have been added recently and you helped me with the most recent one um sorry what was your question <laughs> no just what led to to being an entrepreneur how did you decide that the first uh, your first business venture what what made you say i'm no longer gonna have the corporate job and i'm gonna become an entrepreneur oh it's exact same answer that everybody at this point would give i just got absolutely fed up with working a job and working for somebody else i felt way too way too valuable to do that. I mean, I say that tongue in cheek, but felt like I had way too much to offer to just work for someone else. The last job that I held was a sales job and the guy that owned the business, I just felt like could barely tie his shoes. He really didn't know anything about anything. And I figured if he could run a business and his business was relatively successful, if he could do it, anybody could. So off I went and I bought my first franchise uh, we don't really need to say what well, it is necessarily, but it didn't It didn't go well. It failed. I uh, ran it for about two and a half years, um, but segued that into another uh, non-franchise business. So I learned the good and the bad of that. Um, and then I've just over the years just been adding businesses. And um, I think some people really are made for entrepreneurship and owning businesses and starting businesses. Um, I think def I'm definitely one of those. I would say to open your first franchise and say it doesn't it didn't really go the way I anticipated it. Most people I know would be like, maybe I'm not an entrepreneur. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should head back to corporate America. So I think mm -hmm. that speaks volumes to just continue to bet on yourself. And you've had independently owned, owned businesses, so solopreneur, if you will, and then franchise businesses. Can you compare and contrast your first year in business ownership of the business that you started yourself compared to franchises that you've been a part of? Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I can do it in one complete sentence. The business I started myself, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And the franchise, franchise businesses I've owned, I've known exactly what I'm doing. So there's your answer. <laughs> I love that. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that whole journey, that whole experience of having a business that is not a franchise and now being invested in franchises. Um, tell us a little bit more about what that experience has been like being in franchises versus not franchised opportunities. Okay. So the first franchise that I had that that failed was an advertising business. We'll just we'll just say that. Um because I'd always, I'd always been in sales. So any business that I started, I, I wanted it to be very sales oriented. Um, an advertising business is 100% sales. There's very little fulfillment and operations and 
logistics in, a, in an advertising business. You're just selling advertising space. So uh, I thought it was perfectly suited for me. And it was. It was just the product itself wasn't a good fit for the market that I was in. I didn't realize that at the time. So I segued out of that as I saw that that business was doing okay, but it just wasn't wasn't able to grow. It wasn't going anywhere because, again, the product didn't fit the market very well. It was just the wrong part of the country. So I segued that into another advertising venture that was non-franchised. It was just a concept that I came up with myself. And it was much better suited for the market because I knew the market. Um, I was able to sell it effectively. But there's just not the same kind of ongoing support. So obviously with a franchise, when you start a franchise, you get a huge uplift of support, encouragement, guidelines. You know, they just point you in the right direction and and give you a shove and you're off and running. And and then eventually your momentum slows and you, you know, you get into the minutiae of running a business and, you know, and your momentum just naturally slows. But a franchise system will keep you going because you've got other franchise owners in the system. You've got rankings and leaderboards and and conferences and conventions and weekly calls and you've got all these things to just keep you going and you've got people you can call with a question like hey this little bit of uh, marketing that I did for the business didn't really work what have you found and you get answers and support but when you're in your own business and it's not a franchise you're a one-man show you have no support you have nobody to lean on now you might have peers in the marketplace you might have other business owners that you know locally but none of them really know your business, you know, like a fellow franchisee in your system will or the franchise system as a whole. And you have co- coaches and, you know, people that you can lean on. So that was the problem I had was now I still own that business and it's going fine, but it's never grown exponentially like, you know, the, the other franchise businesses that I own have. And it's because it's difficult to maintain momentum when you're by yourself, at least for me. I think, you know, having the system, that support, you and I had coffee together a couple months ago, and we were talking about the fact that you're going to this kind of mini conference for one of the brands, if you will, a regional event. And we we joked like, ah, these camaraderie events. But it is nice at the end of the day when you peel the layers back that you not only have the support from the franchisor, but you do have other franchisees that you can call on. And I do think those things really help with scaling any business. Mm -hmm. So you initially replied to one of our marketing pieces and the brand that we were marketing to you for wasn't a right fit as we kind of dove into it. Mm -hmm. And you've clearly said that you've invested several times over in different businesses. What made you decide to continue down the path of working with me to identify the right fit? Um, I'd responded to the marketing piece that you put out based on that particular business, but I knew that it was a, because I'm in, I'm in marketing and advertising. I've been in sales. I knew it was a, um, you know, I knew it was a lead magnet that you'd put out there. You'd offered, you'd, uh, you'd advertise this business opportunity, this franchise opportunity as a you know as an offering as something for me or and others to bite on um so you you were just dangling a fishing pole as it were and i and i was the fish and i bit 
but I knew that, you know, I knew that you were a franchise consultant. I knew that we'd be able to potentially explore multiple opportunities, you know, because I was looking, I was in that mode of thinking, I'm ready for the next opportunity. I'm ready, I'm ready to add on another, another business. Um, so even when that first one didn't become the right fit, I knew there was, I knew there was more. And had you worked with franchise consultants in the past when looking for, I had, was yes. there, was there any difference in your experience with Brittany? I'm going to be bold. I'll ask the questions she, she won't ask about herself, but was there any difference in the experience between her and, and previous people you'd worked with? I see. I see you fishing for a compliment. So let me, <laughs> let me help you out. Let on behalf of out. Brittany. On naturally. behalf of Brittany. <laughs> um, there was no, honestly, no real difference in the logistics of it in terms of the process that was very much identical. Um, the big difference was working with Brittany specifically. It was much more of a much more of a consultative process. Much more of a um, I don't know. We we kind of joked a couple of times that I felt like a a therapy patient. I felt like I was laid out on a couch in a therapist office. Um, you know, just really. Just because she asked a lot of really good questions, you know, not, you know, I'm simplifying it, but what, what did I, what do I like about my current, you know, businesses? What do I like about businesses I've been involved in? What do I not like? And so on and so forth. Just lots of really good questions. And it, it obviously it helped her line up really good opportunities for me to look at, but it also prepared me to look at the opportunities. It made me get into the right frame of mind to properly evaluate these opportunities. You know, it, it really helped me think clearly, you know, and, and decide well in advance what I wanted and what I didn't want. So it was, it was good. I think if we're doing our jobs right, we should feel like a therapist part-time. And, and, you know, sometimes it does take somebody on the outside looking in to say, okay, is this facts or feelings? Both are valid, but we have to make decisions predominantly based on facts and kind of walking through some of those things. Now, at the end of the day, you ended up being awarded a fastest lapse when working with Brittany. Totally different model than your previous franchises. What drew you to fastest labs? Well, to be honest with you, it's not a completely different concept. It's a completely different concept to my previous, uh, you know, the, the franchise I bought previous to this one. But it is a B2B business. You know, we are, I am working with employers to help drug screen their employees primarily. There are other service, uh, services that we provide, but that is my background is B2B sales. That's That's all I've ever really done. Now, Obviously, drug testing is completely different. I've never done anything in the medical arena at all. And I don't know still. <laughs> I'm two months in and I still don't really know much about it. But that's the that's the that's the whole thing with a franchise, right? You have all that support and all those people that you can lean on to get things done. Yeah, it's actually, to be honest with you, not that different in in the structure of the business, in the way that it operates. You find clients. You engage them, you provide a service, you invoice them, they pay you and, and repeat. So, yeah, it's very similar to what I've done before. 
You're right. I mean, there definitely are similarities. And the other concept, you know, that you own more recently is totally different. And I remember vividly some of the things that you said to me of, I I want less moving parts. That was a piece that we talked about a lot. I want my team in one place and less moving parts. You're Mm -hmm. having incredible success. You are setting records. I'll brag on you for a minute. In your five-star business, um, five-star bath, you are setting records, which is incredible. But as you've evaluated franchises several times now, like how has that process changed for you? What has changed in what you look for in a model from your first franchise to your most recent one? Yeah, really good question. And this is probably a really good piece of advice maybe for people listening, which is probably why they're listening, right? To pick up some some tips and whatnot. But I don't look anymore at the specific business model in terms of the product that's offered or the service that's offered or even the industry that the franchise is in. I'm not really interested in that. I'm more interested in how the business works. What is the day-to-day operation of the business? Does it suit me and the way I like to run my day and does it suit the kind of people that I'm wanting to hire so yes this particular business that that we've just just executed on fastest labs is a very simple business model and that's what I was looking for I was looking for a simple b2b sales oriented value you know value creating business at its core and I couldn't have cared less what industry it was in or what the actual deliverable or product was or service was. So next time around, I'm going to do the same thing again. I'm going to not not at all be interested in what the business does. I'm going to be interested in how it works. And also, crazily enough, I'm not even interested how much money the business makes. It doesn't have to be the business that makes $10 million a year. You know, I'm not really that bothered about is it 15% net net margin at the end of the day or is it 20%? Not even interested in that because that all none of that matters if you don't enjoy the business and if you can't operate the business effectively. None of that really matters um, because I've gotten into businesses in the past where it's all looked amazing on paper and it's been a really cool little widget. And I thought, oh man, that would be so awesome to own that kind of business. And then you get into the business and it's just... It's either too complicated or it's too stressful, you know, or it's just um, the hours are too long or there's too much travel, you know, geographic. Um, look, the location of the business is hugely important to me now at this stage as I'm getting older. I don't want to travel. You know, I don't want to cover massive geographic territories, you know, in pursuit of massive amounts of money. So those are all things that are important to me anyway. I think those are all really good points. And it does evolve when people start first start a franchise search or a business search or they want to start their own business. I think so much of it is caught up in what do I love? What do I love to do? And at the end of the day, that typically people don't end up in businesses that fulfill that for a number of reasons, some of them financial, some that you discussed, you know, I think really Mm -hmm. considering what the day to day and what that means for your family or what the ultimate why is for your business ownership is so vital. Now you may have just answered this question, but I am going to ask it. What is your biggest lesson 
that you've learned from being a franchisee? Oh man, <clears throat> lots and lots and lots and lots. Um, what is my biggest lesson? I mean, I would have to go back to like way, way back. And I've, I've just learned this over and over and over again. I've kind of kidded myself over and over again that this isn't the case. And I've always looked for the next business or the next, the next thing within a business that will circumvent this. And it's the fact that if you don't sell, if you don't actively sell within your business, and I don't mean me necessarily, me individually, but businesses only work if you do. And I don't care what a franchisor tells you. And they don't these days. They don't. Nobody overpromises anymore. Um, I don't care what your new business partner's telling you. I don't care what anybody tells you. Nothing ever just happens. Nobody ever hands you anything. And I've told myself that over and over and over again. If I just get into the right business, if I just if I just pursue this particular opportunity within this business, it'll be the golden ticket. It'll just it'll all just happen. And it doesn't. You've you've got to you've got to put in the work. You've got to you've got to really push. And whatever you think it's going to take to get X, Y, or Z done, just times it by five, because it will take five times what you think it'll take. And that's okay. I'm not saying that to scare anybody off. It shouldn't scare anybody off. It's just setting the right expectations. Um, everything's always harder than you think it's going to be. Always. Never an exception to that. So just, just get, just get stuck into it. You know. So if I, that's the advice that I received early on. Completely ignored it. It's the advice I've given myself many times over the years. Continue to completely ignore it. And I'm always, for some reason, surprised when things are not easy. So uh, if, I'm, if I'm speaking to a brand new prospective franchisee, I would just say, however, however easy or hard you think this is going to be, it's going to be harder. But just don't worry about that. Just dig in and get after it. Because that's the, other, that's the good news, is eventually it always works out. Businesses work. Franchises work. It's been proven. And the only time that you can possibly fail in a business is if you quit. The first franchise that I actually turned the keys back into the franchisor and I said, hey, guys, I don't want to do this anymore. That business failed on paper. Now, I, you know, I transitioned into other things and it, all be it became a really big positive in the end. But that business failed because I walked away. Could I have kept going? Of course. Would it have ever really worked out the way I wanted it to? Probably not. But it, it didn't need to fail. I could have kept going. Um, but these businesses do work if you work. So that's it. Long answer to a short question. No, I think that was great. I mean, we really try to set clear expectations with people that it's never, if you think this is going to be a, a real estate play, if you think this is going to be putting money in the market and talking to a financial advisor once a month, that is not business ownership. And business ownership is incredible. I wake up every day genuinely excited about what we do, not only being business owners ourselves, but putting other people into great businesses. But it is hard work. And if you put the work in, it's it definitely pays off. For sure. So 
you know, you had your first franchise. It didn't work out. You've built businesses from scratch. You came back to franchising a couple more times. Mm -hmm. Why franchising at the end of the day? What is your personal compelling reason for still being in franchising? It's just a really good fit um, at almost a molecular level to my DNA. It just, I just work really well within a franchise system for many reasons. Number one, I'm not very detail oriented. I'm not the kind of person that can sit down and make detailed plans. I can't figure anything out. Anything related to DIY, anything with working on a car. Oh my God, if you open up a an engine bay and ask me to do something in there, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out. I just can't I can't absorb details in any kind of any kind of volume. So the franchise has already worked out the details. They've already figured out what works, what doesn't work. There's no figuring out of anything. Now, there's little bits of things you have to figure out, you know, day to day, like where you're going to have your bank accounts, you know, all that sort of stuff. But that's easy stuff. So franchises solve that problem for me. They just give you a game plan. They just point you in the right direction and say, go get them, Tiger. And that's the way that I like. That's why I like to operate. The second biggest thing is a franchise system is a built-in leaderboard. It's a built-in competitive environment. I'm a very competitive person, so I love to compete against other people. And a franchise is a natural ecosystem for competitive people. Now, you don't have franchise owners beating each other up or trash talking or anything like that. It's all really nice, you know, friendly competition, but it's real. Every franchise always produces rankings every month and the second that email comes into my inbox i am jumping on that i'm jumping on that computer instantly to see where i'm at and that's huge for me you don't get that outside of outside of a franchise um those are those are the two the two big things Obviously, the thing that most people point to is the fact that it's a national brand. Usually, you know, there's some name recognition. There's there's power in there's buying power in a franchise. You know, all that. I'm not that that doesn't rank with me personally. Although those are those are compelling reasons to own a franchise. You know, the brand name and whatnot. But um, the first two are the main the main thing. I remember as Brittany and I started this business. We said, wait, we have to choose a CRM. I mean, coming from the franchise space, it was lost on us. Like, we have to choose all of these things. We have to start all of this. We have to build out all of the templates here ourselves. And it was like, somebody should have a franchise for what we're doing right now because it took exponentially longer to do the things that we did in comparison to being in a franchise system where you're right, as another person who is not details oriented, that's not my strong suit at all, or operationally sound, if we're being very honest, Mm -hmm. I love franchise systems for those exact reasons. So you've, I'm sure, been given a lot of advice as you've opened businesses, moved across the country, done different things in your life, starting with soccer, coming here, you know, to the United States, all of those different things. If you had to single out, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? What would you tell us? Mm, I mean, probably relating back to the, the, the first piece of advice I gave, um, a sales manager I had years and years ago always used to 
anytime he'd write us anything written, whether it was a, a note or a, an email, he'd always sign off with KGDS, KGDS, and it was keep going, don't stop. And that was, that was always his advice because nothing happens quickly. Nothing, nothing happens overnight. Um, you can have a really good day. And it was, you know, you go into his office and you tell him about the wins you'd had that day and he'd be like, great, I'm really glad to hear that. Now keep going, don't stop. Next day you'd go in there, you'd had the worst day in, in worst day in history. All kinds of things had gone wrong. And he'd say, okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Keep going, don't stop. And that was always his advice every day. Doesn't matter what's happening, good things, bad things, ups, downs, just keep going, don't stop. And that's the same with the franchise too, because you can't buy a franchise and then sell it a year later and expect to make any money. You know, you've got to operate this thing, you know, for a period of time to build value and build a lifestyle. And there's lots and lots of ups and downs, but you've just got to ignore all of that. Just that, keep going, don't stop. I love that. That's really good. No one said that. We're on episode 60 something and you threw us something new. So I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us. We know that you've got one booming business, two other booming businesses in Louisiana where you don't even live. And now you're opening your next franchise here. So thank you so much for taking the time with us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. I enjoyed it. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.